Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Pittsburgh Penguins back on the winning track with a 4-2 victory, sorry, 4-3 victory over the Minnesota Wild back home at PPG Paints Arena. The top storyline in this one, special teams coming up huge for the Pittsburgh Penguins instead of against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which has been the common thread throughout the 2023-24 season. Pens go two for five on the power play, the third game in their last four where they've scored multiple power play goals. And then the penalty kill, which has been ice cold throughout the month of December, comes alive tonight and going three for three against the Minnesota Wild and shutting down Kirill Kaprizov, Matthew Boldy and company, making sure the Pittsburgh Penguins had the advantage in special teams. And as we've talked about throughout the season, that could be of mass importance in these games with these teams that are bunched up in the same section. Right now, the Minnesota Wild were a team coming into Pittsburgh on a hot streak and the Penguins able to cool them off, get up to a three to nothing lead below the three to nothing lead, which is concerning, but the Penguins able to bounce back at a power Power play goal late in this game, as we'll talk about with the goal recap. Let's move over to that goal recap. A lot going on in this one. Riley Smith started the scoring early off of a beautiful play by Valtteri Pusin to get in on the forecheck, pinch the puck away from the Minnesota Wild defenseman, and Riley Smith with a beautiful forehand to backhand finish in front of Philip Gustafson for his eighth goal of the season. Marcus Pedersen picks up his seventh assist on the season and a secondary one there. That would be his 100th career assist, so congratulations to the Dragon for his 100th career assist in this game. Second period starts at that one to nothing lead for the Pittsburgh Penguins and with Neil Walker, the former Pittsburgh Pirate, up in the booth, the Penguins played probably the best five minutes that they've played in the month of December to this point. Jake Gensel gets on the board on the power play, his 14th goal of the season. Eric Carlson and Sidney Crosby pick up the assist and that's another milestone goal. This one for Sidney Crosby as not goal, but milestone point, I should say, as Crosby officially passes Mark Recchi for 13th all-time on the NHL's all-time scoring list. That is also his 15th assist of the season. Pens go up two to nothing. A little bit later in the second period of getting Malkin Potts home, another beautiful play from Valtteri Pustin. If you're noticing a theme here, it was the night for Valtteri Pustinen. Evgeny Malkin gets his 11th goal of the season. He had a wide open net. Pustin with a beautiful assist on the two-on-one there. Fourth assist of the season for Valtteri Pustin. And Marcus Pedersen gets his second assist of the night 
as well. Pens up 3 to nothing. All was good for the Penguins until a little bit later. They take a penalty, and all of a sudden, Minnesota starts climbing back, climbing back. Pens get a really good shift going. Sidney Crosby gets an opportunity. He gets shut down by Philip Gustafson. The puck goes the other way, and all of a sudden, the comeback was on for the Minnesota Wild. Ryan Hartman gets his eighth of the season to Cisco to Brock Faber and Marcus Johansson, and it was 3-1 to one at that point, and you said, okay, Pens have been very responsible in this game. They've tried to close things down after getting beat 7 to nothing over the weekend, so you thought maybe they could get back on their game after giving up that one goal. Maybe that was a wake-up call, but unfortunately, it wasn't time yet for the Penguins to wake up. 3-2 to two game going into the intermission because of a Jacob Middleton goal, his fifth of the season late in the second period. Matthew Boldy picked up the assist and Kirill Kaprizov also picked up an assist there three to two going into the third period and that's when everybody felt a little bit nervous the Penguins had lost all the momentum going out of the second period they were only clinging to a one goal lead and this was something that all year last year was an issue for the boys in black and gold and it did come to a head in the third period Vinny Letary of the Minnesota Wild gets his third goal of the season assists go to John Merrill and Damon Hunt who were able to tie this game up for three for the Minnesota Wild. This is a team that, like I said, came in on a hot streak. So you gave them some momentum. It was scary times for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but fortunately, on the next shift, they're able to draw a penalty. I think it was the next shifter. It was in the next couple of minutes. They were able to draw a penalty in front of the net. A good play by Ricard Raquel to go and just step to the front of the net, get an opportunity, and Jake Gensel gets tackled down by a Minnesota Wild defenseman. They get onto the power play, and then guess what? In that same area, net front which is so vital, so important for the Pittsburgh Penguins, in particular on the power play. That's where Sidney Crosby strikes for the game-winning goal, putting Pittsburgh up 4-3, to where they would stay for the remainder of this game. Crosby, that's his 18th goal of the season. Jake Gensel gets the primary assist on that, his 20th assist of the season, so there's a nice benchmark for Jake Gensel. And Evgeny Malkin continued a pretty sturdy night, picking up his 15th assist of the season. Seems like he's starting to work his way out of the slump that he's been in for the past couple of weeks. Big news for the Pittsburgh Penguins, if that is the case. But that's where the score stood at triple zeros. Penguins get the victory. They've now won three of their last four. And speaking of three, let's move over to our three stars of the game. Third star, I'm giving it to Nolachari. Cookie is back after seven missed games for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The roster and the return from injured players was a big storyline coming into this one. Ricard Raquel played his first game in a little over a month. Like I mentioned, Nolachari gets back into this game. Chad Ruedel on the defensive end, and the Penguins all of a sudden are getting healthy, and that's important because they really need to start collecting wins, and it helps when you have the team that was initially assigned for the Pittsburgh Penguins to start this season. Nolachari, I thought, made the biggest impact of the trio. I thought Ricard Raquel looked pretty good in his first game back, especially a game or coming off of an injury that you don't really know what kind of injury it was. Upper body, he thought he could play on Saturday, but he wasn't able to go. He gets the play in this one. I thought he played played pretty well with Crosby and Jake Gensel. But Nolachari, let's look at the facts here. Nolachari went down in the last game of November. At that point, the Penguins had one of the top 10 penalty kills in the National Hockey League. Since then, they've been one of the worst in the National Hockey League without Nolachari. He comes back in, penalty kill gets some juice, three for three on the evening. A big part of that is Nolachari, his ability to win faceoffs, to kill penalties, and to play physical. He had the Subway sandwich of the game, which is what I'm going to call it because I refuse to call it the Edgar Snyder and Associates hit of the game. So Cookie gets the hit of the game, and he also gets the third star of the game from me here on the Iceberg Recap. Second star is a tough one between these two players. I'm going to give this to Sidney Crosby. Officially passes Mark Recchi for 13th all-time in the National Hockey League in points scored. Finishes with a goal and an assist, including a game winner. He's still chasing 
Jeff Carter for all-time game-winning goals on that list, but he does get his seventh multi-point performance of the season, does Sidney Crosby. He continues to carry this team on his back and slowly build the pieces to a Hart Trophy season, or at least something that should be heavily considered for a Hart Trophy season for Sidney Crosby. First star of the game in this one, I'm giving it to one of my favorites, and you guys know if you've listened to this channel, if you've listened to Tip of the Iceberg podcast, that this guy is somebody that I've gone to bat for several times over the years. He's a prospect that I've been very excited for, and it's nice to see him perform at a high level in the Penguins' top six, and that's Valtteri Pustinen. First career multi-point game for the youngster, the seventh round pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He gets two primary assists, and like I mentioned, first assist was a hustle play. He's able to poke the puck away from the Minnesota Wild defenseman behind the net. It goes out to Riley Smith, and Smith does not miss a great play, hustle play from Valtteri Pustin that's going to get him some brownie points with Mike Sullivan. And then a second goal, fantastic pass to Malkin. He could have shot that puck. He's still hunting for his first goal in the National Hockey League. Had a couple opportunities on the power play in this one. Philip Gustafson just robbed him a couple times, but he's being patient. He's making the right play, and that was the right play in the right moment. He gets it over to Evgeny Malkin. You could tell Gino appreciated the pass and the wide-open goal. And, you know, Pustinen, who knows what happens once Brian Russ comes back? Who knows when he's going to come back? But at the same time, it's nice to see a guy in Valtteri Pustinen step up from the minors to the majors and be able to be that type of player at a young age. So interested to see how his career and his season continues from this point on, but certainly a good start for Valtteri Pustin and a multi-point performance for the first time in his career. Final thoughts in this one. I'm going to get it, you know, I'm going to keep it really short and simple in this one. I liked Jansen Harkin's game tonight. First time I've been able to say that really the entire season, but I liked what I saw from Jansen Harkins tonight. It wasn't a perfect game. He did make a mistake or two. There was a defensive zone turnover that was almost very costly for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but overall, I thought he had a lot of jump. I thought that he looks like he's starting to catch up to the game speed. Now, the Minnesota Wild overall are not the fastest team in the National Hockey League. They've gotten a little bit younger through the years, but they're still a bigger bodied, harder to play against, just trying to slow and methodically take control of the game type of team. So that might be why he looked a little bit faster. It might be because he's coming from Winnipeg, a team that played Minnesota very many times so far um, in his career. So maybe that's why he was just a little bit more comfortable with the opponent. But I thought he had a lot of jump. I thought his footwork was going well. I thought his forechecking was going well. And I thought he brought some pretty good forechecking ability to that fourth line. That's the first time I think we've seen Jansen Harkins play with Nola Chari and Jeff Carter on the fourth line. I thought he looked pretty good out there. I thought he looked pretty comfortable out there, which is something I haven't been able to say about Jansen Harkins for the remainder of the season. Now, is it enough for him to stay in the lineup? No, he's going to have to put a lot of games like this together. But this was one of the first times that I've seen his performance, and I can kind of get why Mike Sullivan and Todd Reardon and Kyle Dubas are continuing to give him opportunities. Because if he can continue to play with that speed, with that physicality that he had tonight, which was a little bit more than we've seen in, in the past games, then I think that's a great thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins to have, at least as a 13th forward once maybe once Matt Nieto comes back and maybe somebody that can push Matt Nieto if he's not getting things done back out of the lineup. Up next for the Pittsburgh Penguins... They're going to look to end a cold streak against the Carolina Hurricanes. Death taxes and a loss to the Carolina Hurricanes has been the, the motto for the Pittsburgh Penguins over the past couple of seasons. They have not beaten Carolina since March 13th of 2022. Just to, to get into your mind about how long ago that actually was in hockey terms, the Penguins won that game 4-2. to They had four goal scorers in that game, Sidney Crosby being one of them because he's just amazing. Secondly, Danton Heinen scored in that game. Thirdly, Brian Boyle 
opened the scoring in that game. And lastly, Zach Aston re-scored in that game. So that's the last time the Pittsburgh Penguins were able to collect the two points over their division rival, Carolina Hurricanes. There's a big one coming up here on Thursday night at PPG Paints Arena. We remember last season what happened right before Christmas at PPG Paints Arena. The Penguins blew a third-period lead to the Carolina Hurricanes, and they were not the same when they returned from that holiday break. Let's see if they can turn the tables on Carolina on Thursday, and then they have another one on Saturday before Christmas, and they head off for that Christmas break against the Ottawa Senators. But that's going to do it for this Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search Tip of the Iceberg on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Like I mentioned, you'll find us there. Iceberg Recaps, Iceberg to Go's most days, and also full episodes of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast on Tuesdays and Thursday. But that's it for this one. Pens have won three of their last four. That's a good thing, no matter what way you split it. Let's see if they can keep it rolling on Thursday night against Carolina. See you guys next time.